The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. When Judas had left them, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in Him. If God is glorified in Him, God will also glorify Him in Himself. And God will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little while longer. I give you a new commandment. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you also should love one another. This is how all will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning. Everybody. Some of you may have gotten a, a text message from me this past week. I did a little informal survey. I sent out this awkward question to, to many of you. I asked in this text message, I said, if God could grant your deepest prayer... What would that be? It's, a, it's an awkward question to be thinking about, because who talks like that? <laughs> if God could answer your deepest prayer, what would that be? And the reason why I, I phrased it like that, it's a very broad question. And I didn't say if God were to grant your, your deepest wish. I didn't say wish. Because when you use the word wish, it tends to connote superficiality. Like, oh, I wish for a puppy. I wish for a better job. I wish for a nicer house. When we use the word wish, it tends to be very materialistic, self-serving. But I said, no. I said, if you were to, if, if you were to tell God your deepest prayer, and he, and he would answer you, he said, I'll answer your deepest prayer, what would that be? So that was a question. I, I just sent it out to tons of people. And it was a wide range of people, by the way. It were people who were devoutly Catholic, I mean, Sunday Mass, every single Sunday, daily Mass goers, people who were on the other side, you know, those who don't really practice their faith, but still consider themselves practicing, or Catholic at least. And I also text many of the Protestant pastors in the area too, because I'm friends with them. We have good relationships with the people around. And I even text non-Catholics, old people, young people, single people, young families, retired. So I wanted to get a wide breadth of people. And I asked them that single question. If God were to answer your deepest prayer, what would that be? Oh, and the answers came flooding in. What do you think was the common thread all throughout the answers? 
again, your devout Catholics, your not so devout Catholics, non-Catholics, non-believers, young, old. It was, there was a common thread all throughout. And it was funny, by the way, too, when I, t- I saw the difference between the men and women. Men text back one, ans- one sentence question or answers. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> women send back. Woo! <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, women, you're so beautiful. <laughs> you use a lot of words. <laughs> it was beautiful. Except for one man. I'll make fun of him later on. He goes to Mass and Loyalty. I'll make fun of him. He sent back a huge text response. <laughs> But before I give you, I want to, bear with me, I want to give you a sample of the responses I got. And I want to ask you, just kind of think in your own mind's eye, just if, if God were to grant your deepest prayer, what would it be? Because prayer reveals the deeper heart, by the way. That's why the question is so awkward, because it's, it goes deep. Prayer is a very intimate window into the soul of someone. And so these were the responses, and the responses, by the way, were all the same. Father, my answer isn't anything super special or complex. I pray every day for God to give me patience and to be a more selfless mother. I am always made to feel like my job as a mom isn't important. I personally find my journey as a stay-at-home mom very fulfilling and very, very difficult. Because again, the world was telling her, you're not doing anything special. (laughs) I am not even close to being the best mom, but I pray that my children know and I do everything for them. And I love them with everything I have. Another person wrote, I pray for the conversion and salvation of my husband and our kids. But deeper than that, I have this underlying desire and prayer to know with certainty that I am loved. And that God really does want and will what is good for me. Another gentleman responded, I pray that I would spend eternity with God and with my family. Another of our prisoners responded, I pray that I may be reconciled with my wife. And the last one I'll I'll read. Again, this is just a small sampling of tons of responses that I got. If God were to grant your deepest prayer, what would it be? This one responded, I would ask God why he chose to take my dad away. So young and leave our family so broken. I would ask him for my dad back. I pray that my husband and I would live until we are 100 so we can enjoy our grand and great-grandchildren. 
Are you beginning to see a common thread here? And again, all of the answers that came flooding in were like this. The deepest desire of our hearts always deal with relationship. Relationships. That is the deepest desire, the deepest hunger for us. And that should not be a surprise if you really, when we really think about it. What is truly and critically important in life? And all of this oh, is utterly profound because this gospel today shows us the dichotomy of what our Lord is trying to leave us here. So the context is, this is right after the Last Supper. So Jesus has just, it's the culminating moment of his ministry. He gathers with the twelve. He gives us the instructions of the Holy Mass. He gives us, he gives us the very words verbatim, take this, all of you. I mean, we know it well as Catholics. We're going to hear it in a few moments. So right after the first Mass, this is what happens next. Gospel began, and Judas had left them. Where is Judas going? Where is he going? We all know where he's going, don't we? Judas got up because he's going to get his 30 pieces of silver. Judas, who loved the Lord, Judas, who was with Jesus for three years, Judas, who had saw all of the miracles and heard all the teachings of our Lord. Judas is going to betray his friend. Because something in his heart had shifted. Judas is going to get more money. He's going to get more stuff. Why? And then notice now the direct line. So Judas gets up and leaves the Mass. He's the first one to leave Mass early, by the way. He leaves and he goes to get his 30 pieces of silver. And then notice the next line of our Lord. He says, now the Son of Man is glorified and God is glorified in him. That's a strange, what are you talking about, Jesus? Because our Lord knows that Judas is going to go and betray him for money. And then now our Lord says, as Judas goes to betray me, I will be, in a few hours, I will be arrested and I will be tortured and I will die the most horrific death that humanity has ever seen. And then to that, our Lord says, now I'm glorified. Do you see the complete opposite of what's happening here? Judas is going, to th- is going to th- because he's thinking that I will glorify myself. Because what is, what is the temptation for us as human beings? If I want to be somebody, if I want to be amazing, in, or- in judgment of the eyes of the world, what do I have to do? I got to think of myself all the time. I got to put my desires first. And what, how does that work out all the time? Again, th- this is nothing new you're going to hear. That if I have more money than you, I'm better than you. If my house is bigger than you, then I'm better than you. 
If my car is nicer, then what? I'm better. This constant rat race that we're told means glorifying oneself. And oh, how we, we all fall into that trap. And notice now, our Lord, now knowing this is about to happen, he says, I will, now I am glorified because what's going to happen is, now he says this is a beautiful line, and it's a very intimate line. He says, my children, I will be with you only a little while longer because again, he's going to die within a day. One thing I want you to remember is that I want you to love one another. Again, do not make this merely a superficial or, or a simple emotional thing. Remember, as Christians, what love is, love is to lay down your life. Meaning, your desires, my desires, my ego must die. If we truly want to be glorified, I must cease to live for myself. As I have loved you, so you also should love one another. This will, this will, will determine your discipleship. Love one another. When they asked Jesus, they asked him, Lord, what is the greatest commandment? It's, remember the line he beautifully said. He says, to love God with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your strength. And then love your neighbor as yourself. If we were to call Judas here now, Judas will somehow magically he'd appear before this, in this, this moment in the gospel. And then we were to ask Judas, Judas, before you get up and leave, what is the deepest prayer of your heart, Judas? Do you think Judas would say 30 pieces of silver? No, he wouldn't. Because that question would pierce him and will stop him and reflect, yes, what is the true meaning of life now? What is the true meaning of existence? What truly makes me happy? And if I were to say, Judas, is it really 30 pieces of silver just so you can look amazing in front of the Pharisees? He would say, no, actually. And I think after a few conversations with Judas, he would ultimately say, the deepest desire of my heart is Jesus Christ. Now, Judas, do you want to get up and leave Mass? He would say, no. And I dare say Judas would reconsider what he was about to do. My friends, God is the most important person in our lives. Our world tells us he is not. Our world tells us to do everything else. Keep getting that money, that power, that honor, and that pleasure. Keep, keep focusing on your ego. Keep doing yourself. Keep building up your worldly empire. That will not bring us joy. It will not. Only love will. True, authentic, life-giving love.
Notice what happens to Judas next. After Judas realized what he had just done, he tried to give his money back. And then he went off. And this is what happens, by the way, when we focus on this worldly vision of life. Is that it leaves a trail of broken hearts, of broken relationships. It leaves a trail of misery. Judas will go off, and we know what happened to Judas. He took his own life. Because the pain of what he just did, it it ate at him. That's always the path of the ego. The ego always leaves destruction in its wake. Our Lord knows this. That's why he says, my children, I will be with you a little while longer. The great challenge before every single one of us and I'll bring my homily to an end here. Love God with all of your heart and all of your strength. There is nothing that should be more important than this. Where Christ will give himself every single Mass. Every single Sunday, be here. Pray every single day. Our Catholic faith is the most important gift we have ever been given. Choose the deepest desire of your heart.